So if you haven't noticed it yet, all the signs are there. If you want to build a successful, sustainable music career, then community is key. Relationships are key. Welcome to the Business Coaching for Artists podcast with me, your host, Susanna. I'm a singer and songwriter with over 18 years experience in the music industry. Even though you've probably never heard of me before, I have built a successful music career as one of the top vocalists in the trance music genre, and I now get to spend every day doing what I love most, songwriting, singing, and performing. A few years ago, I felt called to help other artists do the same. With BCFA, it is my mission to help you make your dream music career come true. A music career that aligns with who you are, your personality, your values, and your unique gifts and vision without overworking and losing yourself in the process. Happy New Year! I'm not sure I'm still allowed to say it, but I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) Welcome to the first episode of the new year of 2023. If this is the first episode you're listening to, welcome. (laughs) I'm glad to have you here. If you've been listening to the podcast last year also, then I just want to thank you for having been with me in 2022. And I can't wait to see what the new year has in store for us. I certainly have a lot of plans for BCFA (laughs) for the first part of the year until I'm going to go with maternity leave in May. So you can expect a bi-weekly podcast episode. So make sure to follow the podcast on your favorite podcast platform and then you'll get notified whenever a new episode goes live. Anyways, I hope you've enjoyed some time off, some quality time with family and friends over the holidays and that you're feeling excited and inspired to take on this new year. I actually kicked off the new year with a really exciting gig last weekend in Amsterdam at the iconic Paradiso venue. If you're not from Holland, you've probably never heard of it before, but it's one of our most iconic venues. It's actually in an old church, so it has a really special vibe and some really amazing artists have already performed there through the years. So yeah, you know, it was also kind of an honor (laughs) to be able to perform there and on that stage that, yeah, so many artists that I look up to have performed on as well. And actually, this was the second time I got to perform there. The first time was actually January 2020, right before the pandemic hit. And now we did that show again, a little bit different this time. um, Yeah, last weekend. So it's actually one of the few, maybe probably even the only trans event ever held at Paradiso called Trilogy. And maybe you know that I have a live act together with a friend of mine who's also a DJ and a producer. 
And he actually organized this event and booked me and also uh, a couple other DJs and two other vocalists to perform there. And our set was after midnight, so from one to three. Um, And yeah, I just mentioned it already. I'm pregnant. (laughs) Almost, yeah, tomorrow it's going to be 19 weeks. 19 weeks pregnant so my baby bump is showing and this was actually my first performance not my first performance pregnant I was already pregnant while being on tour in Indonesia in November but this was the first performance with my baby bump actually showing and I was proudly showing it (laughs) on stage and yeah it's such an amazing venue the lasers the lights Loved it, the vibe, the whole floor was filled with people and I saw a lot of familiar faces also in the crowd because, yeah, the trans scene is a very close-knit community. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's it's great performing also in Holland because I I often get to see, um, yeah, people that I know because of the scene and fans and that I know also through my social media pages and then I get to actually see them in real life. So yeah, it was an amazing night and I really enjoyed it. I must say though that performing pregnant is a little bit different. I noticed that not necessarily while I was on stage, but after I finished. I think during a performance, during a show, you always have the adrenaline that kind of, I don't know, makes you not feel your body as much, maybe. I don't know. But once I got off stage and I knew I was done, I felt it. (laughs) I could definitely feel my lower back and my belly. Um, I was also wearing heels on stage, which maybe next time, if I'm gonna do more performances while pregnant I'm probably gonna skip the heels although I love performing in heels but I think it will be better for um, my back (laughs) but yeah even so I look back on that night with a big smile on my face although and I think I talked about this on a previous uh, podcast episode already I have this thing that the day of the performance, I'm not feeling like doing it. (laughs) And I had that again this Saturday. I actually booked an appointment at a hair salon to have my hair done. Um, And when I woke up that morning, I was like, can I just stay in bed? And can I just stay on the couch? Because, yeah, it does take a lot of preparation. I have already been preparing beforehand of course like rehearsing but on the day itself I had a hair appointment I um, still had a a package delivered with a potential outfit that I ordered online but was really delayed I think by a week or something because of I think the holiday season Um, so I wasn't even sure what I was going to wear I generally speaking don't really like doing my own makeup (laughs) I don't know it's just this thing I can't explain it I know that once I'm there and once I'm on stage etc I'm gonna be excited and I 
wouldn't have wanted to miss it for the world. But the day before or the days leading up to it, I think maybe it's kind of a tension growing or I really don't don't know how to explain it. Maybe to you it sounds like totally crazy. <laughs> but I, yeah, most of the time, like 80% of the time that I have a show, I'm going through something like that. And maybe now it was even more... Since I'm pregnant, especially the past couple of weeks, and I think the weather, the winter, the weather, like the gray days and the rain and the cold also plays a part in this. But I've been feeling more and more like I want to cocoon in my house and just, you know, stay in my comfort zone. Maybe that's it. Get the getting out of my comfort zone part. Well, I have dreamt about being on stage since I was a little girl. And like I said, once I'm there, once I'm actually performing, I'm so into it. And I then cannot imagine (laughs) that I didn't feel like it in the morning. So it must have to do something with, yeah, getting out of my comfort zone and knowing that I'm going to have to deliver. And I want to deliver a great performance. So maybe it's also a little bit of the pressure that's getting to me. Either way, that's not what this episode is about, but I did want to share, um, yeah, that I had a great performance there and maybe also just, yeah, share a bit of my honest truth about it, (laughs) that, yeah, what it's really like to perform. And, um, And I'm still, I must admit, a little bit in recovery mode. Today is Tuesday, I'm recording this episode on Tuesday. And the show was Saturday and we got home at like 5.30 a.m. in the, in the yeah, 5.30 in the morning. So yeah, performed, which is kind of, yeah, it takes effort and energy and adrenaline and then interacted with people on the dance floor and met up with people, took pictures with fans and stuff like that, drove home, which is like an hour drive in the middle of the night and then slept for a few hours but yeah I think being pregnant and getting a little bit older as well (laughs) I need more time to recover from a night out all right so what this episode is about is building a fan base and why community is the key word there I recently reached the milestone of 1,500 followers on the BCFA Instagram. Now, 1,500 is nowhere near the almost 45k followers I have on my Instagram page, uh, on my artist page. And there are also plenty coaches with a lot more followers than 1,500. And yet, I had every cause for celebration. Because to me, building a loyal following or fan base is so much more than just a numbers game. And while I was reflecting on this, it inspired me to record this episode and share my thoughts with you. And hopefully that will help you um, get a better understanding of what it takes to build a fan base and how to approach it in 2023. 
So first, let's establish what building a fan base actually means. Like I said, it's a lot more than the amount of followers you have. Followers, quite frankly, can easily be bought nowadays. And there's a lot of fake accounts out there as well. So my first piece of advice is to always be mindful of what lies beyond the number. As with almost everything in life, quality is more important than quantity. What really matters is how engaged your followers are. You want to build a loyal fan base of people who love what you do so much that they are eager to download or stream your music, buy tickets to your live shows, order a piece of your merchandise, etc. And quite honestly, I haven't done that with my artist profile because I started it, I think, almost 10 years ago and I wasn't really aware of of. of this what I'm just going to share now but with the BCFA Instagram when I have a new follower I actually check their profile and when I feel that it's a fake profile or it's another coach or someone just following my account in hopes that I'll follow them back then I will remove them as a follower Now, if you are only focused on having a large number of followers, then, you know, why would you remove followers? Because you want to have as many followers as possible. But like I said, it's not about the vanity metrics for me. I want to make sure that every person who follows me is a person of flesh and blood who's genuinely interested in the content that I have to offer. Because as you may know, only a percentage of your followers will organically see your post. So if a large part or a part of your followers is fake, that means that even less of the genuinely interested people will get to see your post and your content. So for me, it's really important to guard the quality of the people that follow me. Now, when I surpassed 1,500 followers on the BCFA account, I celebrated this on my stories. And if you follow along with my stories, you might remember me also explaining that even though the number gave me cause for celebration, that what it's really about for me and what I think it should really be about for you too is what lies beyond the number. A community of warm-hearted, ambitious, and talented creatives. And that got me excited. Like, okay, 1,500 people and are following me here on this little corner of the internet. And um, yeah, I was proud of... um, I was proud of it, you know? Proud of this community that I've been building slowly (laughs) over the past two years, I think. And how do I know this about my followers? (laughs) Well, because of my interactions with them in my DMs, in the comments, through the emails they sometimes write to me. And I also often visit the profiles of new followers to get to know them a little bit better too. To get to see what kind of music they make, what kind of artists they are, etc. And I think in that 
lies one of the keys to building an engaged, loyal fan base. It's important to invest in your relationship with them. And that brings me to my second piece of advice. Don't view online promotion as a one-way street where your followers are just there to support you. A common mistake I see artists make is that they treat their social media as just another distribution channel for their music. Like, hey, here's a link to my new music. Please go and buy it. Actually, a while ago, I was told that an artist in my genre refuses to interact with comments by fans on his posts because apparently he feels that it's a bad look. Now, I did not speak with this person directly, so I can only guess about his motives. But I do know that he's been around for a while already and gained most of his success in what I call the old music industry, where artists were more inaccessible for fans because there was no such thing as social media. And maybe he feels that interacting with his fans will give him uh, (laughs) and maybe he feels that not interacting with his fans and being inaccessible will give him more status but if you ask me this approach is very old-fashioned the internet and social media have changed the world whether you like it or not (laughs) including the music industry and I think if it's true that this artist refuses to interact with his fans, that with that approach, he's missing out on a big opportunity to bind people to him, to build that loyal fan base of, yeah, ambassadors for his music. Besides that, the effect of interaction, the benefits of interaction with your followers are twofold. It helps turn your existing followers into diehard fans because they feel a personal connection with you and it helps to attract new potential fans as well. I think we all know by now that the algorithms of platforms such as Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, etc. support content and accounts that have a high level of interaction otherwise known as the engagement rate of your page or post. So get in the minds of your fans. Which topics do they like to talk about? What kind of content do they like to see? And then create content around that. Make an effort to ask them questions, respond to their comments with more than just a like or a heart. And show up regularly and not just when you have a new song to promote. Because posting a link to your music just doesn't cut it anymore. And it hasn't for quite a few years now. Social media is saturated. And only a percentage of of your followers, as I said, will see your content. So it's more important than ever to work on engaging content. Content your followers will enjoy seeing and interacting with which will also help to increase the visibility of that content as well and therefore the amount of people who will get to see your content. So it's a win-win. Social media platforms themselves, 
the Instagrams and the Facebooks of the world, want users to stay on their platform for extended periods of time. So the fact that their social algorithms are designed to favor so-called meaningful interaction is not by accident. They are designed that way because us humans favor meaningful interaction too. Especially in an oversaturated social media market. So also don't be afraid to just be you and say what's on your mind. Share your message and keep it real. Because people nowadays really resonate with that. They crave that, I think. In the past few years, there's actually been a global movement going on where we are basically moving from a so-called transactional economy, like here's my product for you to buy, to a subscription-based or relational economy. And I don't know exactly what has led to this development. Maybe it's because of the pandemic or some societal shift where people are getting tired of the individual and superficial nature of social media. Maybe it's a combination of both. But it seems that now more than ever, people are craving genuine connections online. And we are experiencing this move from, like I said, a transactional economy where you buy products or one-off services to a subscription-based or relational economy. So if you haven't noticed it yet, all the signs are there. If you want to build a successful, sustainable music career, then community is key. Relationships are key. And it's obvious that the big names, the famous artists of the world, understand this too, the mainstream artists. As you may know, I've worked quite a bit with Armin van Buren, one of the world's leading dance music DJs. He has millions of fans worldwide and tours internationally for most part of the year. And even within his busy schedule, he has invested time and resources into building a Discord community. Discord can be compared to the forums back in the day, the online forums. And more recently, he even announced that they're working on a metaverse, which is basically a 3D virtual reality online world or universe where fans of his work can meet each other, attend virtual events and get exclusive sneak previews of uh, his new music. You know, at this moment in time for the average artist, creating your own metaverse is probably a bridge too far. But what you can do is already work on that sense of community on the platforms that are at your disposal. Such as your Instagram, Facebook, YouTube channel, Twitch channel, etc. And then maybe work towards offering your diehard fans the option of a paid subscription to a Patreon. Uh, Yeah, on Twitch you can also do subscriptions or a subscription to your Discord community where they'll get access to even more exclusive content. 
So to recap, here's what I hope you'll take away from today's episode. Building a fan base is more than just a numbers game. The amount of followers you have is less important than how engaged they are. An engaged fan base is key to online growth and building a sustainable music career. And working on a relationship and a community, a sense of community, is key to building such an engaged fan base. So it starts with working on a relationship and a sense of community that will help increase your visibility um, and build a super loyal fan base of diehard fans. And last but not least, cherish every follower. Each follower is a person of flesh and blood who found your content interesting, inspiring or entertaining enough to follow you. And every follower is a potential diehard fan for life. So if you sometimes feel overwhelmed with social media, break it down. Take it one step, one follower at the time and cherish every follower. All right, that's it for today. In my online course, The Journey, we dedicate two whole modules to music marketing, social media, and fan base building, in which I also discuss the practical strategies on increasing your visibility, of which um, interaction with your fan base and working on a relationship with them um, is one of the elements. So check the link in the episode description if you want to read more about the program. And if you've enjoyed this episode or the podcast in general, please give the show a rating on Spotify. You can do that in the mobile mobile application or leave a review on iTunes. That would really mean a lot to me. And also, you know, don't hesitate to share this episode with a fellow artist you feel would find value in it too. Thank you for listening and I'll be back with a new episode in just two weeks.